Hello again, friends and fellow truth seekers. Mike Nicholas here with another episode of the Soul Unleashed podcast, where it's my goal to help you with questions you might have regarding the awakening of your soul, and particularly help other left brain types, like I profess to be, to ask the right questions in our search for a deeper meaning to life. Ultimately, I want to help you unleash your soul from limiting beliefs and smothering paradigms. Today's talk is about manifestation. This is a subject that I love to talk about that I continuously experiment with in my life. I just want to share what is a a very personal thing that happened just the other day. The concept of manifestation, which I think is the current buzzword for the concept of thoughts become things, is flat out fascinating to me. And that's what this little podcast is about today. Thoughts become things is basically the reason that our dreams and our nightmares become true. Because the thoughts we think literally become the things and events of our life. And this has been something that has driven my study, driven my belief over the past at least probably two years now as I've learned more about this. And the cool thing is once you learn the principles, you can do it too. And what I'm about to talk about is just a short example of how I think that this principle has become a force and something true in my life. First of all, I've mentioned before many times that I use this mantra in the morning and I basically say that no matter where I'm going, no matter what I'm doing, my dominant intention today is to see what I want to see. And I found that to be very successful. Things just seem to be going the way I want them to go. You know, when I think back about my life a lot of times, a lot of the things that have occurred to me, good things, have happened uh, Sometimes I didn't understand why, but now thinking back, I know I thought a lot about them, and I, I really have come to believe in the concept of thoughts become things, and, th- and that principle is almost as reliable as gravity. You know, gravity doesn't care, gravity doesn't judge. You can hold, you know, a ball at arm's length, waist high from the floor, and drop it, and it'll hit the floor. And you can do the same thing with a baby. <laughs> I hate to use that example. But hold a baby at arms at waist high and drop it and it will hit the floor. Gravity makes no decision. Gravity doesn't uh, make any moral decisions. It just works. That's, that's the principle of gravity. And I've come to believe that that's the same principle with thought become things. Before I talk to you just real quick about what happened the other day, I also wanted to mention that I, I attended a seminar a couple of years ago. It's actually, it's been a long time now, but was about business and it was about how to be successful in business, whatever. But the the guy that was talking to everybody in this conference hall, he said, look around where you're sitting. He said, the chair you're sitting on right now, that was once somebody's dream. That's their dream. They figured out that that, what that chair should look like and their dream was to make that chair and, and you're sitting on it. And how about the pen you're holding in your hand? Look at the pen. That was once somebody's dream may still be somebody's dream how to make it, how to fashion it, how to get the ink, how to put it together. That's somebody's life work is to, is to just to make that pen or the pad that you're using. That's somebody's concept that they thought of. And what this person was actually describing, now looking back on it, is the concept of thoughts become things. That people had, none of these things were there and then somebody thought of them. People had to think of them first and then they became that thing. And of course, you never think about it in terms of something as mundane as a book. I'm sitting here now as I'm talking to you, looking at a book and holding a Sharpie (laughs) highlighter in my hand. And 
I don't know who invented Sharpies, but they must have been somebody's dream once upon a time to to make them as good as they are, and and here they are now. They're a thing. So let me just talk real quick about what happened the other day. My wife, as you know, she's in this hospital in D.C. She continues to be there, and she, for a long time, for months, <clears throat> she was in her own room there. And this this hospital is uh, okay. I mean, it's it's doing the right thing for her. I've been saying lately that you know the good news is that my wife is becoming better and becoming much more aware of her surroundings. And the bad news is my wife is becoming better and becoming much more aware of her surroundings because nobody wants to be in a place like this unless you have to be. But she, she right now she just cannot care for herself, and so she's in this place. So anyway, she's been in this room. It's been a while, and you know, it, it's it's as nice as you it can, you can possibly expect, I suppose. But it's it was her own room in her own place, and for reasons that I don't pretend to understand and wouldn't try to manage, and I don't want the people's job that determine these kind of things. They decided to move her uh, just yesterday. Actually, it was the the night before yesterday. But they called me and said, "Hey, we're moving." moving your wife, she's going to be moved to a different wing. And they did it the right way. You know, first the social worker called me and said, hey, we're going to move her. We need the room for whatever. I said, okay. Um, then the nurse that was leaving, she was leaving her ward, called me. And we've been there now eight months, right? So they know us pretty well. And she said, Mr. Nicholas, uh, you know, she's moving to uh, 3 West. Okay, thank you. And then the nurse at the other end, uh, whom we've also met over the past few months, she called me to say that my wife had arrived and she was in her room. So that was that was all good, but I still had concerns because I now knew from these ladies that called me that my wife had a roommate. So the next day I went in, and when I saw my wife, she was she was very upset. In fact, she was sobbing, and uh, I did my best to to hug her there as she was in the bed, you know, and, and it's just, she has just continued to to cry. And when she finally was able to tell me it was wrong, she said, oh, this is terrible. I hate this. Uh, she's in this tiny little space. No fault of the hospital. I mean, the hospital does what they have to do. But she's in this tiny little space separated by a curtain from another lady who's on the other side. And the TV was on, blaring. Everybody has their own television. It would be ridiculous in that room to have both TVs on at the same time because this other TV was so loud. But she was crying and said, I can't sleep. I couldn't sleep last night. It was a terrible night. Uh, I was I was up all night. They didn't come in and take care of me. They didn't clean me up, and just on and on. And she was just really, really uh, not happy. And so, I did the best I could with her, and and we went on and and did what we normally do. I got her. She eventually got changed there and and put into some clothes in a wheelchair, and she did physical therapy and and all that. But uh, last night, uh, before I went to bed, I, I use a meditation practice and part of that practice just lately that I've come to understand in terms of thought becomes things is to meditate and to d- deliberately direct my thoughts to what I want to happen. And in this case, it was about my wife. And one of the practices is to, to meditate and put yourself in whatever position you use to meditate, but to imagine as you breathe that there is this beautiful white light that's coming down into the crown of your head and that as you expel your breath your hands are kind of at your chest level palms out and you're imagining 
a colored light. For me, it's a specific color, but everybody has a different color that they imagine. And this color goes out, and I was directing it towards towards my wife, and not only my wife, but also the staff that cares for her and the uh, the hospital environment that she was in. And again, this morning, I made the same mantra before I went into the hospital. So as I was walking in today, I was thinking about all these things, and I'm, I, I, you know, previously, prior to the soul awakening journey, I would probably have been praying, dear God, please make her happy. Dear God, please make her be okay. Dear God, this, dear God, that. And I had those kind of thoughts, I guess, in the back of my head, but mainly I was thinking, this is what I want to see. This is what, this is what I've been focused on. So when I went into her room, I was surprisingly, happily shocked to see her smiling. She looked radiant, actually. And I said, hey, you know, how's it going? She said, oh, I feel much better. I feel much better. Things are really great. And I had a great night's sleep. I just feel I feel wonderful. They did a good job with me last night. They came in at whatever, 3 o'clock. They came in at 7 o'clock. Anyway, it was 180 from where she was the previous day, even to the point where she apologized for the way she acted the previous day. But, I mean, that wasn't necessary. But the way that she was describing to me what had happened, you know, the lady next to her had just, had just turned down her television. Uh, the nurse had come in at the right time to take care of what she needed done. Um, you know, sometimes, especially the night staff, the, the aides that do this kind of thing, God bless them, they've got one aide for, you know, 10 or 15 rooms. But she came in the right time. She took care of my wife. And I guess I was pleasantly surprised and happily surprised that, you know, the manifestation part to see what you want to see and direct, to direct the energy of the, the staff to take care of her, not just her, was all wonderful and appears to have been what happened. They came in the right time. And as part of this manifestation understanding that thoughts become things, the, the universe conspires on our behalf to make things happen. The right people show up. The right people are attracted to you. Um, the right people come into your life. And that's one of the principles of thoughts becoming things. The principle basically being that when it comes to thoughts about other people, we can, quote, miraculously attract those people who possess similar thoughts and complementary dreams, you know, whether it's potential partners in, in love or business or clients or customers. It appears to be with almost stunning accuracy that they come into our lives and things happen. And we refer to them all the time as, you know, coincidences or chance or serendipities. But now that I look back, you know, things that happened in my life, I there's no way that these things could have happened all by accident. You know, something, I always felt that something was orchestrating things in my life. The, the, the trick to this thing is it, it's good and bad, right? If you're manifesting or thinking about bad thoughts, I'm not good enough, I'm not strong enough, I'm not smart enough, I can't get this job. You think those things... Sure enough, you will experience those things. I don't have enough money. I'll never make enough money. I can't support my family. You think those things, those things, you'll see more of that. So the principle is ruthless, I guess, in terms of just like gravity. does not make any decision on the morality of something. You think it, it, it happens. And I think that's what happened with all these things being orchestrated in terms of my wife and in terms of how they took care of her at the hospital. So that's the concept for today about manifestation. I want to talk about this a lot more in future future podcasts because my main excitement about sharing all these kind of things with 
with this podcast is to help you understand that these kind of things are available to you. There's two specific books. I'll put these in the show notes, but two specific books. I've mentioned one of them before, Power of the, the Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy, which is an older book, but amazing. And the other book is Infinite Possibilities by Mike Dooley, which is somewhat newer, <laughs> still early, early 2000s, but still amazing in terms of how it describes this process. I think those two books are wonderful and I recommend them to you. So thank you very much. Really appreciate you listening to this uh, this podcast for Thursday. Well, this will be Thursday, April 6th. And uh, I'll have another quick version next Tuesday. Again, you can reach me through my website, MikeNicholas.com, or leave me an email, Mike at MikeNicholas.com. I look forward to uh, all comments, good or bad, or anything you want to share experience-wise. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.